0: This is TNA, the new face
1: of professional wrestling. And now, from stage 21 at Universal Studios at Universal Orlando Resort, it's total nonstop action wrestling impact. Hello and welcome to the Impact Zone Podcast. I am your guest host, Daniel, from the Wrestling Newspaper Podcast. Enough about me. I'm going to introduce you to the man of the hour, the big man down in stainstown <laughs> the resident of Heathrow Airport, the head honcho of the Impact Zone Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Sean. Hi, and guys. You enjoy-
2: yeah, I'm good, guys. How are you?
1: Yeah, absolutely brilliant, Sean. Right, so... What I want you to do now, tell us, what is the Impact Zone podcast? What are we doing?
2: So, we're going to be going through the TNA podcast, podcast, TNA pay-per-views, starting all the way back at Victory Road 2004.
1: Yeah, and we're going to run through all these pay-per-views until one of us either dies or we just have enough, and I'm guessing having enough could be the first thing that happens. But, Sean why did you like TNA? Big, tough question to start <laughs> off with. I wouldn't say I liked TNA. <laughs> yeah, it was like good <laughs> when some good childhood, yeah. teenage memories of TNA. Yeah. Maybe not good when you watch back. But were you, we're going to start obviously with Victory Road. Um, were you watching at this time or when did you start watching?
2: Um, I probably didn't really know about TNA until a couple of years later, probably like 2006, 2007. I was lucky. Look at you. Um, but I, I, I didn't know when it was on, so I just used to catch it if I was sorry for through the channels.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it was on like a week delay in England. I yeah. think. So I always used to have to wait for, to be able to watch it. But I think I started watching um, about two weeks after this pay-per-view. My first pay-per-view that I watched was Turning Point. And I remember thinking that it was really good. But luckily I missed this one, but... So, anyway, Sean, what were you doing in November 2004? So, I would
2: have been in year six, so I would have been
1: 11, 10, 11 years old? 10 or 11 <laughs> years old. No. I, I would have been year nine, so for you American listeners out there, that's basically, I don't know, I don't know what it is to you guys, <laughs> but nine grade. I was about 13, 14, something like that. And to be honest, I was probably just being a complete loser. No friends, nothing. Watching wrestling, not much has changed fourteen years later. But anyway, right. So, what, did you did you en- did you enjoy watching this show, Sean? Do you know what I mean? It was fun, wasn't it? It wasn't the best show. Yeah, but it, it, was. it
2: wasn't the best show, but it was a fun show to watch. I was I was yeah. en- I was entertained.
1: Yeah, it was one of them shows. It's like one of those. It wasn't. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't the best show, but it was really... It was pretty entertaining. I have, I've never wrote as many notes for a show in my entire life, put it that way. Not that I take notes, because I'm too good for that. But anyway, <laughs> so, right. Let's get into the pay-per-view now. We've introduced you to Sean. i say, Sean, I know Sean. He's Mr. WCW. There isn't nothing this man doesn't know about WCW. So, did WCW, like, lead, sort of lead into TNA? So um... What, WCW were in TNA, aren't
2: they? Yeah, so TNA, uh, WCW went in February 2001. I think late 2001, early 2002. There was like a, a shit TNA that someone tried to promote. It was called like XWF. and that right. And that pretty much had all of the mid card and some more. That only lasted like one season. And then Jarrett opened up TNA in 2000, in late 2002. And this is just like the tail end of the early days of it.
1: Yeah. So they had like two years, didn't they, before yeah. before starts, but before they like launched Impact. I think Impact had been going. i Impact had been going a few months at least, has not it? By this point, yeah, it's been going but a few months because like the they've
2: been doing action. the the weekly pay per views for about two years now.
1: Yeah, weekly pay per views. I cannot imagine that had a great success. No, nah. think about the complaints you get for WWE running about sixteen, seventeen pay per views a year at the moment, including Weekly pay per views. Oh. <laughs> and um so anyway so basically we've told you about all this but we've not actually said how me and Sean met so I'll let Sean tell you how we met
2: now Go do you Sean. want the, do we want the PG version or do we just want you yeah, like
1: we'll PG version <laughs> Imrazu Imrazu deep in the heart of New Orleans we was both in WrestleMania in, in Wrestlemania in New Orleans for Wrestlemania last year there was a group chat and everyone's there meeting into it and I stumble across Sean little pale cockney lad. <laughs> starts talking I thought what's this guy on about starts talking about staying to town I thought I can relate to this guy we hit it off straight away so yeah that was pretty much that so we met in New Orleans didn't we yeah pretty much I
2: don't think I was sober one night in New Orleans
1: no see you, you was drunk every night I was quite mature I only drank three nights you and Neil were pretty much out every night, weren't you? I, di- I didn't drink the night off NXT. That's only Did true. you not? We was rough that night, weren't we? Oh, From the fr- I, I was fucking hanging out, out my arse this morning. Friday night, which I'll talk about Friday. I've got a nice little segue for the Friday <laughs> night later on. But we'll get to that later <laughs> on, so... Um, yeah, so we had a great experience, New Orleans WrestleMania. Unfortunately, Sean isn't going back this year as he's still paying off last year's WrestleMania on his credit card. Yeah. But um, um, I'm, I'm nearly done, though. I'm nearly there. Have you nearly done it? Yeah. Oh, see, I've been, basically, the joke is I've been asking Sean if he's coming to this year's WrestleMania since we landed from New Orleans last year. And every time it's been, oh, I'm still paying off last year's blah, blah, But you paid it off, have you?
2: Pretty much, yeah. By the time Mania comes about, I will have paid it off, so...
1: Right, you've got a girlfriend now though, haven't you? So, yeah. Will you be able to, to next year's Wrestlemania? I'll try. You'll try, you'll try. Well, congratulations on having a girlfriend anyway. <laughs> it's more than I'm going to have any time soon. <laughs> right, so we've run free, we've introduced ourselves. I'm Daniel, that's Sean. I don't know why I'm pointing, but yeah, that's Sean. This is Sean's podcast. I mean, I've got my own podcast. I'm just guest hosting this show for Sean. The Impact Zone podcast twitter which is tna impact underscore what is it sean tna impact underscore pod anyway you'll find us because you know i mean you'll find us you don't you worry about that so yeah so sean runs the twitter so yeah that's it let's crack on so right tna victory road 2004 it was sunday november the 7th in orlando florida universal studios Do you want to guess what the attendance was, Sean, for this show?
2: Uh, Well, I know they they do all their tapings in the studio, don't they? Um, Yeah. I'm not sure how many that holds. I'm going to guess maybe 500.
1: Well, a little bit more than that. 700 lucky souls witnessed this historic pay-per-view. They
2: they all looked really into it, though, when you could see them on the cameras.
1: Yeah, I'll, do you know why I think they looked into it? I'll get to that in a sec. Because the live gate was $0. So all these freeloaders have got into the building. They're having the time of their lives. But no, seriously, a lot of these people. I watched a few of the impacts leading up to the show. And, um, and you could see a lot of the same sort of faces, you know, from the impacts. Yeah. So they've obviously watched all the build up and things like that. Did, did you notice the guy? Um, he. But everyone knows him from TNA. He's uh, the the guy who waves the white towel. He's right yeah, in the center yeah. Oh, like, what a hero that guy is. Love him to bits. But yeah, so the attendance was 700 people right now. The buy rate for this show. Sean, what are you saying?
2: Um, I'm not really sure how buy rates work. As in, well, do, do, is one buy rate one person? Or is it split up?
1: god for that, I'm guessing it's one person
2: well, one for I don't one. we don't
1: really have it over here in the UK do we but we yeah. might do it's more viewers isn't it? yeah I don't uh... know so
2: there's...
1: go on I'll, go on I'll tell you what, I'll just tell you seeing you don't know yeah. 25,000 buy rates so for you American listeners that's it's a pretty low number really I'm, ge- I'm guessing it does more than WWE <laughs> does now but obviously they've got the network but the record buy rate for TNA it peaked at 60,000 so, in a few years' time, they'd at least doubled their pay-per-view audience. But yeah, that might. Have been. Were you watching around the time it was Kurt Angle Samoa Joe Sean?
2: Yeah, Angle Samoa Joe, uh, the Dudleys when they came in, uh, when Christian Ch- uh, Christian Cage was on top. Oh, I
1: love Christian. I love Christian when he was WWE in 2005. I was so excited when TNA signed him. Oh uh, yeah, that's roughly when I was watching. Right, right. The the bit the record selling TNA pay per view was Genesis 2006, which was Kurt Angle against Samoa Joe. Yeah. So, well built up at the time. I think I'm sure I remember watching that. I really I think I'm sure they made a mess of that feud. But so yeah, so that that's basically the information about the show. 700 attendance, a live gate of zero dollars, 25,000 pay per view buys. TNA Victory Road. So, before we get into the show, I've got a little special feature we're going to do for each and every episode, and that is what's happened on this day in 2004. And I've got that in front of me. It was the interim government of Iraq called for a 60 day state of emergency as US forces storm the insurgent stronghold of Fallujah. I don't know if I pronounced that right. So, yeah. It was a sad time. It was the war in Iraq, which takes you back really some sad times around that time. But luckily, we had this TNA pay per view <laughs> to get us through the bad times. Sorry, I shouldn't be laughing, but at least we had this pay per view. So it wasn't all bad. Right. So now, let's get into the show. The show opens, Sean. It was with. Did you see the, the video that opened the show?
2: Yeah, I thought it was quite a good video package to open it up. Um, I like lo- yeah, I like the brilliant. guy doing the voiceover. I think it's a good movie voice.
1: Yeah, he's really. I think he's better than the guy that does it for WWE. Yeah, he's he he- really good. But yeah, so there's a there's a package. It features like it may basically. <laughs> it doesn't really run through the matches, but it makes like AJ, Monty Brown, Jeff Jarrett sort of to be the main stars of the show. But yeah, it was a great video. But do you know what? It reminds me of. Do you remember um, that guy? Uh, what is it? The WWE advert where it goes, the risks these men take are great. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Jeff Hardy's fallen off. It reminded me a bit of that guy. But... Right, so the show opens, and it is is—it's the 20-man over-the-top rope gauntlet for the prestigious The Cup. I don't know what cup it is. It's The X-Cup. Oh, The X-Cup. The X-Cup. Sean, please enlighten everyone. What does winning the X Cup mean to these competitors? You can lift the X Cup on the ramp. Exactly, because these damn commentators don't tell us a damn thing about what winning this cup means. So we sit through this entire match not knowing what the outcome the winner will get, what reward the winner of this match will get. So do you have the list of competitors in front of you, Sean?
2: Yeah, I've got... The list of all 20.
1: Oh, I'll let you read them out so I can have a swig of this coffee.
2: Cheers. Oh, so we got. <laughs> uh, this is in Old of when they come. When they, as they're in Old of entrance. Got Kazarian, Sanjay Sunj- Dutt, Puma, Parker, Jarrell Clark, who's um, Dan's favourite. Ugh.
1: Actually no, he was all right. He did. six thirty. Was
2: brilliant. Did you see that? Yeah, no, that Princess was not nice. That was nice and clean. Uh, Miamito, Matt Bentley, Hector Gaza, Nasawa, Mikey Batts, Alex Shelley, Matt Seidel, Sunny Siaki,
1: Jason Cross. Who? <laughs> who? Who is? Who is Jason? Honestly, I'm. I'm only saying this because me and Sean were joking before we went on air. I was looking through my notes that I wrote while I was watching this, and in big capital letters, I've just got, Who the fuck is Jason Cross? So, Jason, I'm really sorry if you're listening. <laughs> I don't have a clue who you are, mate. Do, do you know who he is, Sean?
2: No, I haven't, I haven't got a Scooby-Doo.
1: No. So, if anyone out there is listening, yeah? If you know anything, what Jason Cross is doing today, give us a shout. I'd be love to know. Anyway, I'll let Sean carry on. Uh, we've got Sharkboy.
2: Psychosis, D-Ray 3000, I ain't got a fucking clue who he is.
1: Yeah, I know, I thought that, I was looking at who was in it, and it said D-Ray 3000, I don't even remember him being in the match, to be honest.
2: Uh, Amazing Red, Spanky, who's Brian Kendrick, and Chris Saban.
1: Spanky Brian Kendrick, oh, oh when, he, when, when he actually came out, I thought, I thought what are we in, 2004? Yeah, Spanky Brian Kendrick. He had a great run on SmackDown in 2003, didn't he? So I, I was a bit surprised that he was in this. I thought he'd. St- I'm sure he'd stayed in WWE longer than this. I, I, he probably came back for a bit because he had that.
2: Um, he was in one of the scramble matches, weren't he? A few years later.
1: Yeah. Well. You, right. So Paul London. Do you remember Paul London?
2: Yeah.
1: He was in a tag team with Brian Kendrick, weren't he? Yeah. London and Kendrick, right? And I'm about... I've not got any notes on this, right? But I'm about 99% sure because back in 2004, I was the biggest geek ever. I could probably tell you most matches that took place. I could swear down at like a No Mercy pay-per-view that Brian Kendrick had a one-on-one match with Paul London. And that would have, No Mercy was usually in like October of 2004. So in a month, he must have like gone to TNA within that month.
2: Yeah, because I don't, I, I don't I think, think they had just the ninety the ninety day clause.
1: Right, right. But I'm sure I could have sworn. I'm, I'm going to check after check after this show. I'm sure that was the match at No Mercy. Um, right. So you've read out all the competitors in this match. Have you got? I've got in my notes that I'm going to hand it over to Sean to talk about this shit heap. But seeing you've re- read out the list of competitors into it, I'll. To say what I thought. I've got Gerald Clark. He had an impressive moves. He's six thirty. Uh, the match was going all right, and then we had Kazarian and Michael Shea, and They come out as a team. And they eliminate a few guys, don't they? Yeah, but,
2: uh, yeah. They, they eliminate Gerald Clark, too and Humor.
1: Yeah, so they're all gone. But I, you're a WCW guy, aren't you? Right? Yeah. I'm not a reputator. I didn't really watch much WCW. I've only got into wrestling. Around 1999 2000, that was mainly WWF. But L.A. Park, when yeah. you called him as La Parker, he's like an. I watch a bit of Mexican wrestling now. He's he's like a legend in Mexico, isn't he? Yeah. He's probably one of the most famous Mexican wrestlers ever. He's, I think he's just gone into the Observer Hall of Fame. Is this the same guy? Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the same. Because I know that, like, they made a new La Park. So this is the, the set sa- In this Battle Royal, this is the same. La Park, L.A. Park, that I watched today.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's it's the same guy. There's probably just legal reasons why he's called La Park.
1: So, out of this match, if you look up and down the list, he's probably the most famous guy in... I don't know at the time, but at this moment in time, he's the most famous guy in the match. Yeah. And he just gets fucking eliminated like a right geek. Literally right, the camera, I don't know if you noticed this, the camera missed him getting eliminated.
2: Yeah, they were, hey, Dom, they, they, were a, they were. on a stopped. replay, weren't they?
1: Yeah, and Don West just goes, oh, LA Park's been eliminated. Sat there, I thought, oh, that's great, isn't it? He was the main guy I was looking forward to seeing.
2: But So oh, I've just, just had a look, and Spanky left WWE in, Jan- in January 2004.
1: Well, God knows what I was on about man. Well, if you got Google in front of you, yeah. Google Paul London No Mercy two thousand and four. Cause I I need to know who he, he faced. He was a he was against Billy Kidman. Billy Kidman. It was London and Kidman in the tag team. Ah, uh, yeah. Cause London and Kendrick they came later on, didn't they? They uh, they was like two thousand and five, two thousand and six SmackDown. Yeah,
2: they had a small run as a team here. And then they, ca- and then back in two thousand and five when he resigned, he was right. back in the Right, I knew
1: I'd watched these two as a team so they were a really good team. Yeah. But obviously over the years I must have forgot. But yeah, Billy Kidman, Billy Kidman. Because I think Kidman, there, uh, that's it. Kidman turned heel on London. I think during the match, and he hit. I'm sure he hit like a what well, whatever his finisher is, a flippy moonsault or whatever. And I'm sure he like really injured London in that match. That was why I remembered it. <laughs>
2: Flippy but, Moonsault while we're watching fact, while we're watching an X Division Gauntlet match. Yeah.
1: Well I like to think I've got a lot of knowledge about wrestling, but I'm not gonna lie, when it comes to naming what a move is, I have no clue. To me, a flip is a flip. A punch is a punch, so I don't care if it's a six thirty, a three twenty, a four fifteen, it's a flip to me. But <laughs> yeah, I'm only joking. <laughs> but, yeah. Did you notice the Alex Shelley stuff in this match?
2: Yeah, I know because Shelly went out when Matt Seidel come in and done the standing moonsault off his back. That onto flip. him, yeah. Which I thought was a quite good spot. But then Shelly just rolled out the ring and no one had a clue what he was doing.
1: Yeah, I Because I think I must have missed him rolling out the ring, right? So I look up and I've got Don West and he goes, has he been eliminated? And Mike Tenet and Don West are discussing. I don't know. Has he been eliminated? And Don West, quote, says We'll try our best to keep you updated. I thought, updated? We've got the match in front of us. You've got a headset on. Tell us, is he in or is he out? So yeah, and then about three minutes later they're still bickering between them if he's been eliminated or not. Uh, this was the whole match for me, I was sat I wasn't even paying much attention to what was going on because I was that intrigued to find out what was going on with Shelly. Um I've got in my notes, Shelly's still down, these idiots don't have a fucking clue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then eventually Don West informs us that Shelly is playing Possum right at the moment that he eliminates someone. Yeah. Who did he eliminate?
2: He eliminated um Sardell. right? Sardell did some more flippy twisty shit which we'll be calling it and then he went to run the ropes and Shelley just pulled the ropes down and eliminated him
1: right I see I see so that is it so it's, it's maddening really because Matt Seidel when he came out they, they the commentators basically said like he was like a nobody in this match Like a no- they built him as if it was like a massive opportunity for him yeah. I'm thinking like, fast forward to today Matt Seidel one of the better known guys in the match do you know what I mean he's he's a lot better known than Jason Cross or but... who yeah exactly <laughs> who um, so I don't know if you if you've if you got anything to say about I've my next part of my notes is down to the final three so I, if there's anything you want to talk about before that then feel free to do so
2: Um. yeah that, we, we had the basic or well, the general TNA Tower of Doom that they seem to do every pay-per-view oh great
1: spot that yeah
2: um, that's one thing I remember from TNA is you, they like,
1: always did that spot. Right, see, I remember a lot of things about TNA, but that, that's not the one that springs to mind, but, yeah, it was a really good spot, actually, weren't it, to be fair to him. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
2: and then I'm just down to the last three, Chris Sabin, Kazarian, and Hexagazo.
1: <laughs> I'm just looking at my notes, Sean, right, and I've got spell check on. Um, and Kazarian has been automatically changed to Kasabian. <laughs> I, th- I thought he's Kasabian. What's going on here? <laughs> we're just looking at my notes. Then I thought Kasabian. As you were reading it out, I thought, oh yeah, Frankie Kazarian. See, uh, so this is where the match basically starts to pick up, doesn't it? it, it we had a, it was. I'm not gonna lie. I thought I was ready to slap a big fat dud on this match until this three-way ensues. And it was pretty good, weren't it, really, the stuff from here?
2: Yeah. Yeah, we had a good um, top rope German from uh, Saban onto Kazarian, which takes out Gaza, which I thought
1: was quite Oh, quite good. yeah, that was a brutal spot, that, weren't it? Yeah. Uh, and then I think Saban gets eliminated, but I've got eliminated by a drop kick from Gaza. Yeah. Yeah, so the final two are Hector Garza and Cassidy. Right, I'm. I might be being ignorant here. Do you know who Hector Garza is?
2: I've recognised the name, but I think he was one of the lower card cruiserweights in WCW.
1: Right, so I'd like never heard of him. Never heard of him. I thought. I bet when we say that, if anyone's listening who's like in the fifties or forties, they're thinking these two kids don't even know who Hector <laughs> Garza is. But he was pretty good, wasn't he, really? He looked old. I thought he looked a bit old. Yeah. Like, de- looking at him,
2: It's definitely on like, the older end of the scale compared to the rest of the competitors.
1: Yeah, but he did well, didn't he? He hit a great moonsault. Yeah. It was really crisp moonsault. Um, I'll let you talk about the finish of this match, if you can remember it, or i got it in front of you.
2: Yeah, so I've got Gaza with his moonsault, and then he does a, another move off the top rope, which I both thought they were both clean and both nice moves um, don't quite know what happens next and then Garza gets yeah. to win
1: yeah I think he Kasabian like sort of just covers him yeah. and Gaza rolls through for the three count
2: yeah it wasn't so much.
1: yeah but they actually did work quite well together I thought do you know what I mean I'd happily see a match you know between the two again yeah like maybe on the next pay-per-view they'll probably do it on impact possibly not a match between the two again, but I don't really remember much of Hector Garza in TNA, so I'm guessing it wasn't a long-lasting run.
2: You probably won't see him again. We're not? Well, this is TNA, so... Oh, right, yeah, I
1: suppose, I suppose. He'll probably be in and out pretty quick. I did not know what you meant then, but yeah, I know what you mean. Right. I guarantee you
2: three-quarters of these guys in the match, we won't see... On another pay per view.
1: Yeah, I didn't know who we off of him What I knew him I'd say about three quarters was, but there was Mikey Bats. Never heard of him. Mikey Bats,
2: uh who else? D Ray three thousand. Yeah,
1: never heard of him either. No. Gerald Clark. Mm he <laughs> rings a bell for some reason. Somehow he rings a bell. probably because of this match, but yeah. I tell you, I'm looking through the competitors though, Sanjay Dot people, are they just like your typical TNA guys, are they? Yeah. You hear them names, you just think of TNA. But as I say the match, not once did they tell us what the reward was except for this cup. But they cut off ten seconds after Gaza celebrates to head towards Mike Tanay and Dom West. Do you know what I mean? To like to, and then he has an interview, doesn't he, in Spanish yeah. or whatever. Yeah, Spanish interview so overall sean what would you say about this match did you enjoy it do you know what i mean was
2: um, it yeah i didn't think it was too bad i think i thought it was all right it was i think i didn't think it was too hard to follow because the eliminations weren't overlapping there weren't like two yeah. or three people being eliminated on one entrance and stuff like that yeah they, the cameras missed the parker getting eliminated but you could still kind of see it in the background and the commentators did let us know. So it wasn't too bad.
1: Yep. Do you want to take a guess how long this match went?
2: It's right, so a minute for each competitor, so it's at least 20 minutes, 25.
1: Ooh, close. 26 minutes and 25 seconds.
2: So it was so... about 10 minutes too long.
1: Yeah, it was about twenty. It was about twenty-five minutes and twenty-five <laughs> seconds too long. But what what did you rate it, Sean, on the big star rating scale? What what did you give it? I'm uh, curious. I'm gonna give it
2: two stars.
1: Two stars, right?
2: Yeah, it was it was a basic Royal Rumble style battle royal, but it had the excitement of being the next division. So you had. The better moves than what you wouldn't see on a, in a regular
1: match, and, yeah and see I, w- 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 to me, the only thing is you look I'm looking at this right, the opening match is the longest match on the show, yeah, and it's like you meant to build, aren't you throughout the show you you'd probably have maybe even like the AJP Williams match open, yeah, so we're up we're excited about the show to begin with, it's bam bam, bam, it's not. Or even, even
2: after, after um the tag title match to start off with.
1: Yeah, that was a nice quick match. Because because
2: you, you can get the crowd into it with Road dog and you'll be you'll be on your way.
1: Yeah, that that'd have been yeah that'd have been a perfect choice of opener. Actually, thinking about it, he's like a, a good open guy any Road dog. Yeah, Oh my God, right? <laughs> I'm sorry about Dave Meltzer. I love Big Dave. Do you know what I mean? I listen to his podcast quite a lot. Dave Meltzer, in 2004, I don't know what he was smoking, but he gave the X-Division Gauntlet match four stars. No. Four stars, Sean. No, not, not at
2: all.
1: What, what is he on about? It's all, I, I, it's all the Japanese guys who's in it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe a star for each Japanese guy <laughs> in the match. Yeah, it could have been that. It could have been that. So I feel like we've been talking about this X Division Gauntlet match for quite a while. Um, so Sean gave it two stars. I gave it two and a quarter stars. So it wasn't the best opening match. It was. It was. It it was fine. I, it, I'm not sure if it was fine. It. it <laughs> we'll move on. We'll yeah. move on it. Right. So now we get to a video promoting Dusty Rhodes, I think that was next, Yeah. in his battle with Vince Russo over who gets ownership or whatever, directorship of TNA.
2: Yeah, something like that. The, these video packages just made me laugh every time. They're so cheesy and cringy.
1: Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie Scream? No. Or, you've never seen oh, Scream? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. David Arquette in it. Yeah. Uh, rem- All <laughs> of parts of this show reminded me of that film, just like the low rent music that they use in the back of videos. But did you notice what the interviewer says at the end, where he says that there's been a glitch and yeah. the server has broke down yeah, in Stamford, Connecticut? I yeah. thought they had to. They had to, didn't He couldn't <laughs> help himself. Yeah,
2: I did chuckle at that. I did chuckle yes. at just giving him a dig. Yeah, I was... At uh, uh, the time, I uh, think Vince I was and you. Are just, Vince and Steph are just sitting there voting for either Dusty or Russo.
1: Yeah, I know, I know. But I can't, I'm i not sure... I don't know at what point of the show this happens, but actually, yeah, I'm not going to get into this. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about what I was going to say later. But, yeah, so if you could tell us what the next match is, Sean. Uh, the next match
2: is... So I've had to put the names for the tag for the, for the tag teams as... Team Face and Team Hill, because I don't fucking know what's going on.
1: You trying to tell me you don't know who Eric Watts, Pat Kenny, and Johnny B. Bad are? Well, yeah, but that's why they're in the Face Team because they've got Johnny B. Bad and Ron Killings. Uh I seriously, who's Pat Kenny? I've got a clue. I'm sure he works at my local chippy. Obviously, <laughs> Pat Kenny. Who's Pat Kenny? And then, Eric Watts.
2: Yeah, Eric Watts I know, but he was dead and gone in ninety two when his dad left WCW.
1: I shouldn't really be like this, it is a bit disrespectful maybe some of the older guys that I'm not quite sure who they are. What about Dallas? He looked like a WCW guy to me, was he? No.
2: I've got down Dallas looks like a knockoff test.
1: Yeah, yeah, he did, didn't he? He just he screamed like WCW test. Good shout actually with that. But Kid Cash yeah. was in the match. Is yeah. it Kid Cash? Yeah, Kid he Cash. He was at WWE at one point, wasn't he? Yeah,
2: he he had a little stint in WWE. He was mostly known for his ECW run.
1: Yeah, right. I see. see he had a match with Gregory Helms, I think, at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. One year. But right back when the drummer Gregory Helms had that great run as a cruiserweight champion, he went about eight months with a belt. Yeah, when he was but, healed. Yeah, really good. After he got rid of his hurricane gimmick, he had a really good run with that title. Yeah. Um, so, what were your thoughts on this match, Sean? How are you feeling about this spectacle? Um,
2: we have a clusterfuck.
1: Yeah, it was, were not it? I
2: thought I thought Johnny B Bad and Ron Killings get a decent pop when they come out. I've got I've got no don't know why Johnny B Bad's in the match or why he's back in wrestling in that gimmick.
1: Who is Johnny B-Bad? Mark Mero. Mark Mero? What, really? Yep. I know who Mark Mero is, but I didn't have a clue who
2: Johnny B-Bad was. When Vince Vince signed Mark Mero in 96, I think it would have been, he wanted Johnny B-Bad, but he couldn't get him because of copyright.
1: Right. So they,
2: they ended up giving him the Mark Mero gimmick and he was just a shower
1: of shit right so you See, see I watched some of the old episodes of Raw and I'd recognised him from that yeah
2: he was Sable's but first husband
1: Sable's first husband yeah mm. she's moved on to bigger and better things with the business genius of Brock Lesnar hasn't she yeah he is right. making millions but yeah so I'd say I right I, I was messaging you at this point because I was fuming I'd watched three of the four impacts leading up to this basically because i'm a bit of a loser but i didn't this match there was no build-up on impact to this match ron killings or truth whatever he was in like do you know what i mean he was in a different yeah he was like in the team canada three live crew stuff yeah i'd not seen johnny b bad pat kenny eric watts kid cash dallas none of them were on impact leading up to it so i was watching i was like what is going on uh, I've seen,
2: I saw what in a couple of the video packages, but I've got no idea what he's doing in this match or why this match is going on.
1: No, the crowd must have been the same because if this is the same crowd that had been at Impact, there was no build for this match. Yeah. So we started off with twenty-six minutes, twenty-five seconds of of hell. To be honest with you, we followed it up by this eight-man pointless tag team match. And they built this show up as the most historic show in TNA today. And it, do you know what I mean? It just, it didn't need to be on the show. So, do you want to tell us how the match ends? Have you got, do um,
2: yeah, it was just all eight men in the ring. And then, one killing, chucks him out and gets the win.
1: I mean, yeah, he hits a, like a DDT, I think.
2: Yeah, I mean, you couldn't you couldn't depict what was going on. It was just everyone yeah. was there, walk and brawl, and then
1: it was bad, were not it? Yeah. It was it was like if you picture one of those nineteen early nineteen nineties battle royals with about thirty men in the ring doing pretty much nothing. It was like that, but with eight people yeah. just do it punching each other and doing moves for no random reason at all. So r truth wins in four minutes thirty seven. So, if you think this segment, the match was 4 minutes 37. They probably cut away from our truth celebrating five seconds later, which was a great thing that TNA used to do. The entrance is probably two or three minutes. So, you're looking at seven or eight minutes. They could have added that to one of the bigger matches later on in the show. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They should have done that. So, Sean, we're all waiting. What did you rate this match? One star. Really? One star? Yeah. Right back at you. I've got. I rate this match one star, and I'm being generous. Yeah. Very, very generous. As if you went for one star, <laughs> but it, it it couldn't be anything else, could it?
2: No. It's. It was a struggle to give it that. It was a struggle to watch.
1: Yeah, it was bad. So we've not had the best start to this show. Now, next, did we have a limo pulls up? Shane Douglas is trying to find out who it is. Yep, we've got the limo. Uh, Shane Douglas is out there. And
2: then you get the driver of the limo come out and square up to Shane Douglas.
1: Oh, was that the driver, right? I see. I I think it
2: was. Anyway, some sort of security driver or some personnel for the limo. Yeah, Did you watch much of Shane Douglas back in the day or not? Uh, not really, not really. Uh, I just know no, he, he used to just rag on Ric Flair all the time. He didn't yeah, like
1: him. Yeah. So. Right. No, I'm just. I was asking that question because I really don't want to get into what happens next. And so I've just ranted about this eight this eight but, man tag yeah, match.
2: Before we get into that match, you, you, we get Abyss in oh yeah I
1: remember that I thought I won't put that in we
2: get a bit rocking backwards and forwards in a darkened room ready for the monsters ball
1: I'm not sure how I managed to miss that epic moment but yeah I remember this they did it with all three didn't they They yeah Yeah, this
2: first one didn't make sense until you get into the second and third promo for it
1: yeah same as that that's why I didn't take a note from it I didn't take a note for this the next one, but I think when Monty Brown was doing it. Yeah, I got I got and... notes
2: on the Raven one. But Yeah
1: yeah, actually so have I because it cut off. Someone was celebrating at the end of the match and it cut right off to go quote to Raven Raven. But so yeah, so Abyss is just doing his abyss stuff. I actually I like Abyss. I think he could have done well in WWE to be honest.
2: Yeah, he, he, I think I think at one point he was gonna go. I think he was gonna be Is it WrestleMania 22, where he was against Mark Henry?
1: Yep, correct, yep.
2: Uh, I think that match was... They were trying to get Abyss for that match instead.
1: Yep, Abyss said in a podcast, I think, a year ago, that that they wanted, WWE wanted Abyss to wrestle Undertaker at WrestleMania in Chicago. Yeah. So, yeah, it would have been better than the Mark Henry casket match. That is for sure.
2: So, do you want me to talk about this next match? Yeah, go on, Dan, because we know this was your this was your five star match of the night.
1: This was my breaking point, Sean. Right. So I've ranted about how in the last match there was no build for it. On Impact, there was no mention. For, put it this way: when these two come out, so I'm not gonna. I don't know the names. Two Mex. I don't know. We're into 2019 now, so you can't say anything about anyone. I don't know if you can say the word midget, so I'm just gonna call them. They were just little people, right? So we have a little people's match, right? Two Mexicans. I'm guessing Mexicans. I don't know if that's racist. So I've judged them as Mexicans, but they were fucking Mexicans. They come out to the ring, <laughs> and I'm thinking, what? <laughs> they are, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? And I'm thinking, what? What is going on here? Who are these? So I'm not joking, Sean, right? I hovered over to my laptop to make sure that it was actually Victory Road that I was watching. No joke. I thought, am I watching like an episode of Explosion or something leading into the pay-per-view? I thought, I, I didn't know. I thought, have i have got the wrong thing here? So, these two midges <laughs> I'm laughing as I'm reading this, but these two midges come out. They start to have a match. I've got in my notes, why? Why? Nobody knows. The crowd don't know. They're, they're, they're wondering what's going on. I don't know. You don't know. I've got. If I wasn't doing this review, I'd have definitely switched off at this moment. Because you all know what happens, Sean, in this match, <laughs> right? Go you not know what happens in this midgets match. Go Sorry, on, this little person. The 2019 version is the little person's match, right? Go on, Dan, tell us. Only in TNA would we get a ref bump in a midgets match. The referee, and he gets caught in the action and gets, I don't know, does he get thrown or something? Was this
2: before or after they pretended to to kill the guy in the white?
1: Uh, I don't know. As soon as I seen these two little people, I picked my phone up and I was trying to get in touch with you to have a go at you for making me watch this. So you tell us about that. Uh, so at one point, we've got the large mini
2: who... Looks like he killed the little mining. And they try to resuscitate him. And he pops up and gives everyone an arm drag. And then he gets the win.
1: Well, I must have been having a piss or something. Because I don't remember that. it's a good good job I didn't see that, to be honest. But yeah, so how does the win come about? Uh, why are shocking arm
2: drags and a
1: possible Hurricane Rana? Right, so I see. See, I missed this because I was on WhatsApp to you ranting about it. As this match went on, I was ranting to you. Why are you (laughs) making me watch this? So, right, I don't want to say I'm going to judge you, Sean, but I'm going to judge you. What did you rate this match? Zero stars. Zero stars. We've got two in a row, exactly the same. I've rated this match dud, dud. That is D-U-D, dud. I think the less we talk about it, the better. Actually, this wasn't even, for me, the worst match on the show. Believe it or not, it wasn't the worst match on the show. So It, it,
2: it was the worst match but it wasn't the sloppiest.
1: Yeah. They didn't have enough. They didn't have enough. They had two minutes, 58 seconds this match went. So, I think it didn't need to be there. Yeah, it didn't. Like I say, we said this could have gone to the AJP-Williams match, but... Instead, they give us this match, and it's just, it's just, why is it there? But the only thing is that I will say, which is why one of the other matches for me is worse. These two characters are important. The match doesn't do them any damage. It does does us the fans some damage because we have to watch it, but it doesn't actually do the wrestlers any damage, as we see later on, where, for me, it, they just make people look stupid. But what happens next, Sean? What's next after this? Uh... We've got
2: a three live crew backstage interview, so that's Conan and uh,
1: what's,
2: what's his name in TNA, BG James
1: Road Dog. BG James. Uh, Hashtag fire road dog. <laughs> what a horrible Twitch tr- tr- trend that is. Uh, Fields, to be honest.
2: And then we get Scott Hall making his way down to the ring. I've got Mike Tanay uh, and the crowd love Hall as he's coming down. They can't praise him enough on the mic. And he's just... He he's, he promises us that Kevin Nash isn't in the building and he won't be here for the main event. So, yeah, for the build-up for the main event, we've got Scott Hall on Jeff Jarrett's side and Kevin Nash is on Jeff Hardy's side.
1: Yeah, that's the way they were trying to paint it, weren't they? Yeah. Did you notice what Scott Hall said when he first came out? No. He said, I was literally, I actually laughed at this point. He comes out, he has that cheeky grin on his face and he goes, you can't have a party without inviting Scott Hall because Scott Hall loves a party. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, ain't that true? Scotty Hall, he loves a bevy, doesn't he?
2: And a few pills. Good job we
1: didn't see him in Razoo's. Oh,
2: fucking.
1: Pills? Why why, why did they all take pills? Do you know what I mean? I don't get how they could perform. Idiots. Anyway, do not do drugs, kids. It's bad. Especially pills. Look at that. Tramps. (laughs) Right. So, it it, it was really a nothing promo, weren't it, really?
2: Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I I liked um, the line at the end where he went, May the best Jeff win.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was it, yeah. So he was trying to say that he wasn't going to be biased and interfere in the match. Pretty much that was what he was saying. Yeah. Um what what was next, Sean? Uh, a video
2: package on how Team Canada won the tag titles and then how Three Live Crew became the number one contenders.
1: Yeah, this was the video package right message you're saying. Did you hear the music in the background? Yeah. Oh, uh, it was like Right, so if you're in England, if you went to a little town near us called Wigan, if you went in like some filthy, you'll have heard of Wigan because a lot of wrestlers have come out of there. If you went to some filthy, horrible, little shitty nightclub there about 3 in the morning, the sort of music you'd hear is what they put in the background of this. I've got it, well, I've got written down it's complete smackhead music. We call it donk music over here, but yeah, so just weird music in the back for this. So, next week, so the match it leads in, it's 3 Live Crew it's versus Bobby Roode, Eric Young. 3 Live Crew versus Team Canada for the NWA Tag Team Titles. Well, what did you think, Sean? Did you enjoy this match? How did you feel about this match?
2: Um, I thought it was a good standard tag team match. You had a good tag team story leading through it. Yeah. Uh, with the Hills doing double teams and cutting off the face.
1: Yeah, I've got that written down. That was one of my favorite parts. I love a tag team match where you have that. That's what should happen in every tag team match.
2: Yeah. Um Yeah, no. I thought I thought it was it was a decent match. Well, yeah, decent. it was it, it was, was fine okay.
1: Anyway. It was okay. It'd have been a nice little opener to the show, like you said. Yeah. But how how strange did Bobby Roode look
2: with his Curly hair.
1: I know he looked like I'm not. I'm not that way inclined, but he's. It's like a good looking guy now, isn't he? Do you know yeah. what I mean? He's. Yeah. I'm sure he does fine. Here he looks like. Do you know who he actually looks like? Did you ever watch the the ECW WWE, WWE tried to do? Yeah. Do you remember Kevin? Was it Kevin Thor? That vampire. <laughs> yeah. He actually looked like him. I as soon as he come out, I thought as if he was in. I mean. It, as if he was in TNA but no it was Bobby Roode the glorious Bobby Roode so next time you see Bobby Roode if you ever decide to watch WWE you're going to think Kevin Thorne nothing like him (laughs) but yeah so I'd say I liked the false hot tag spots in the match do you know what I mean it builds for more excitement when they eventually get in yeah Um, so yeah so the match went 6 minutes 57 seconds do you want to take us through the end of the match Sean
2: uh, so, Team Canada's manager, uh, Scott D'Amore, tries to interfere in the match. But then we get Ron Killings absolutely leg it down the ramp. I didn't even see him come in to go back out. He came down that fast. Yeah. So, chasing D'Amore back up the other ramp. This then distracts... I'm not sure who... uh who Conan gets to win over, but he distracts one of them. Conan then takes advantage and gets the win for Three Dive Crew.
1: Mhm. And then we get fireworks to mark this momentous moment. Did you hear how loud these fireworks were?
2: My my sound quality was pretty poor to be honest. Only thing oh. I could hear all night was the commentators.
1: Well, I had my headphones in. I'm not joking. I thought a bomb had gone off outside my house. <laughs> honestly, <builders>. <laughs> it seemed dodgy Honestly, could be. It could be. Actually, honestly, when I heard it, I thought, what is that? I thought it was one of my cats died or something. Honestly. So the... So, the... so we've got... <laughs> Only in TNA we have fireworks to mark... But listen to this. Only in TNA would you get fireworks for the outcome of a six-minute match. Do you know what I mean? fireworks for a right it weren't even like it was like a big build-up for this match where they fought for the titles they deserve that big moment with the fireworks going off two weeks ago yeah team Canada won the tag team titles they won it on a throwaway episode of impact so for this hot potato under the belt we felt we needed some fireworks yeah so that was it Anything else we've got to talk about? Oh, we've got to talk about the rating, Sean. Yeah. I reckon you might be a bit higher than me on this. What did you rate this match? I gave
2: this two stars.
1: You miserable bastard. <laughs> you were saying you liked this match.
2: Yeah, but I didn't... I liked how it played out. I didn't like it. Like I, I, I liked how it was a good, basic tag team match where... The hills played up to being a hill all the way through, the faces overcome the hills, and the faces won. It it could have been if if that eight man tag had been like played out like this, I probably would have given that two stars as well.
1: Yeah. Well believe it, we've not conferred. Ladies and gentlemen, our beautiful listeners. We haven't conferred with these ratings, but I gave it two stars as well. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> Sean, I'm not lying. Two stars. You, Mish, will get. I've got it written down. I give this match two stars. I'm not sure why. It was a nothing match. The coffee must have just kicked in. So, yeah. So two stars. So what's that like? The third? Yeah, but I, Sean, the difference is I didn't really like the match, and I gave it two stars. <laughs> You was happy with this match too. I can imagine Sean stays at a lovely hotel. Do you know what I mean? He likes the hotel. He's really positive about it. Gets on Booking.com, gives them a four out of ten. <laughs> They'd hate you on Four in. Have you ever watched Four in a Bed? Yeah. They would hate you on that show. People like oh, lovely stay. Give it a four. I bet our American listeners are wondering what is four in a bed? What are these two weirdos watching? It's not its not what you think it is. It's not a bit of blue. It is a show where people go and rate other people's hotels. So yeah. I don't know how we've got into four <laughs> in a bed. But the theme music for this show should be the four in the bed theme. What a great theme that is. Have you heard the theme for that show? No. no, no. Oh, it's brilliant. Honestly, my li- Amelia, my little girl, whenever I'm watching it, she starts dancing around the room when it comes on, so yeah, that's a great. It's, so, worse got, it's worse that you but, actually watch it. Oh, well, <laughs> to be fair to me, I go around to see my little girl every night, so it's either that or it's Peppa Pig, Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, so Channel 4 just happened to be showing that at that time. She likes the music, so I can put that on. I'm just covering up people. I'm a big 4 in the bed fan. I watch it all the time. <laughs> that's the best thing about having a kid well not the best thing but you can use them as an excuse as to why you do things <laughs> but yeah so I've completely gone off track here I have no idea what, what's going on Sean we've watched this match it's two stars what's yeah. next uh,
2: next we get a uh, promo from Raven well he's locked in his dark room because oh,
1: they cut straight away they're celebrating winning this match aren't they that we've yeah. just been talking about and literally five seconds later, we must head to Raven. Go on, carry on. Sorry. Uh,
2: I always like Raven's promos. I think they're quite. He's very he's very poetic with his with his promos. Quite he's a bit like Bray Wyatt is now.
1: Yeah, yeah, good shout. Um. I like the bit where he goes, nevermore, more, never more," at the end or whatever of his promo. Yeah. Is it never more? He uh, says,
2: "Yeah, quote the Raven." Quote nevermore. the Raven. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so it's a decent promo from Raven, saying how he's hardcore and how he's gonna be hardcore on the others.
1: And then... yeah, so this is basically just building up the Monty Brown abyss, Raven monsters ball for later on. We get an interview from each of the three competitors backstage. So yeah, so that's previewing the monsters ball later on. Yeah. Um. Next, I'm going to let you talk about this segment because you're a bit more of a historian than me. So, Piper's Pit featuring his special guest. Go on, Sean, run us through this
2: one. Well, just before that, we've got another video package. But this time, it's for... How have
1: I managed to miss that?
2: Because it's for Vince Russo to win the online poll.
1: Oh, that's why I missed (laughs) it. It's just
2: shit don't know why they're doing it. It's just a load of... It doesn't make any sense. They're saying when they show you the the stats for the vote at the moment, there's like 10% in the votes. I'm pretty sure no one's voting for for Russo at this point.
1: So, yeah. So, next, Sean, we have the Piper's Pit segment. If you want to talk us through that. Uh, so, we get Piper coming out
2: he gets a good pop as he comes out as we pan to to the ring they've got a tiny tartan rug that doesn't even fill half the ring to make it look Scottish I didn't even notice it it's, it's, it's like the, it's like a rug your nan would have in her living room to cover the carpet yeah
1: so Vince Russo probably got a rug from his nan shoved it in the ring yeah yeah uh, so we get Jimmy Snooker come out as
2: a special guest for the segment I've, Jimmy
1: Snooker I've got he <laughs> looks old that's, that's for a whole another podcast oh, Jimmy <laughs> Snooker anyway go on sorry
2: I've got he looks old and sad like, yeah he does don't he like he doesn't want to be there nice uh, like, Piper starts talking he's just rambling about how how before piper hit jimmy Snicker over the head with a coconut back in like I th- I, back in the 80s i don't know i don't don't know what year it was but i know it was in the 80s neither of us were
1: alive Nah. we should have asked. So we, should,
2: we, paper, we should, should have asked danny 20%.
1: yeah danny, <laughs> danny danny was probably leaving school at that point <laughs> Sorry, Danny. I, I tell you what, he's probably not listening, but if you are, Danny, how you doing, mate? Right, go on, Sean, carry on.
2: Uh, yeah, so, and then what happens is Piper pulls out a coconut from his jacket because everyone's got a big old juicy coconut yeah. in their leather jacket. He hands it to Snooker and tells him to hit him in the back of the head to get revenge from all years, all these years later. Um. Yeah. I no,
1: think, f- and then is it Kid Cash? Does Kid Cash come out or something? Yeah, Kid Cash Rooks comes out and starts talking more trash. Uh,
2: and then Kazarian and Michael Bentley come in and attack Jimmy Snooker with Kid Cash. While Piper's just lingering around in the background. I don't really think he does much. We yeah, think- he just
1: stands there, doesn't he, really?
2: Yeah. And then we get Sanjay Duck come out. He tries to save Jimmy Snooker. But he then gets clocked in the back of the head with the coconut himself.
1: Yeah. They sell it as if he's dead, don't they? Yeah, they, like, they try it to It's like he do... just fell
2: off the top of the cell. Yeah, they try to do, like, a shitty stretcher job, don't they?
1: Mm-hmm
2: and then Kazarian uh, and Bentley are telling Cash that like, he went too far hitting him with the coconut and
1: Cash is like oh, I didn't bring the coconut in I didn't bring the coconut in okay. yeah it was a bit of a throwaway se- it was more of an impact sort of segment wasn't yeah, it,
2: really? it they could have had someone like AJ Styles or Jeff Jarrett or Jeff Hardy or even someone who's not actually, not on, not on the pay per view, who hasn't got a match, but still yeah.
1: a main stake in the, on the roster. I know what you mean. It's like they were building up for maybe a feud between what Sonjay Dutt and I don't know Kid Cash or something like that. Yeah. And it's like, do we really need a build up for a future program between Sonjay Dutt and Kid Cash on this first ever historic TNA pay per view? Yeah. I think the answer is no, but that might just be me. Oh, I agree. It was a pointless segment
2: with pointless people. But half the match, half the show so far has been pointless.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, like, I was thinking this. I thought we're well, halfway through. Like, I'm not joking. All the stuff that's gone before this, right? The only thing that was really built up on Impact was the three live crew winning the tag tiles. and that was like. A 10 minute segment or something. So, I've had a 10 minute segment in the previous hour and a half or something that's relevant to the build up. But, well, I don't know. I was a bit dis. As I I'd say to you, Sean, I really, I was messaging you last week. I was enjoying the impacts building up for this show. Yeah. You get good matches on the impacts, and
2: there's no real backstage segments or anything like that, really, is there? Well, yeah. there is, but they're not overpowering or just short little ones to move on to the next segment. How many different segments must there have been on this pay-per-view? I had it down in half of my notes, actually, for video packages. I think in total there's about 16 like video packages, promos, and stuff like that in
1: total. As if. As if. It's just too many in it, do you know what I mean? Like WWE, you might get what maybe one, or two backstage segments? If you're lucky, you get three, four, three maybe three or four video packages. But that's it, really.
2: Yeah, I. With this pay per view, I like, all the video packages did serve their purpose. So when we had them, we've built. We've when it, when it came to a match, and like this next next match, for example, which was Trinity issuing an open challenge. The video package told you what had been going on.
1: Yeah, I suppose.
2: So, well, I I haven't watched I haven't watched the impacts, but with that I was able to be like, oh, okay, well, she she's issuing an open challenge because she doesn't think that there's anyone there and that she anyone's a, a threat to her, and she's trying to interfere in the men's matches.
1: Yeah, I suppose. So really, so say for you part-time TNA fans it sort of it sort of let you know what the matches was there for whereas for, for me the die-hard TNA fan that watches all the impact shows yeah so I, I think well, I think that's how a pay-per-view should go It should yeah, have you mean. I'm only I'm joking yeah they need to it does help if to be fair TNA later down the line don't actually tell you why a lot of stuff's happening yeah I remember when I used to watch it so I suppose yeah I apologize <laughs> if you're listening Russo I apologise. No, fu- no fuck No fuck Russo. Because
2: <laughs> right, because so, that remind it reminds you of like back in WCW where you'd chuck on a pay per view, and I think one I'm thinking of is I think it's Uncensored '99, and you'd have a video package for I think the match was Kevin Nash versus Rey Mysterio. You'd think, oh, okay, so that match is coming up next. No, that match is on three matches down the line. Right. Why? Oh, did they used to do stuff like that? Yeah. So, play the video package before the match, and then people, mm-hmm. then yeah. people know what's going on
1: if you've got one. Yeah, WWE have done that an odd time. You know, played, they've played a video package for, like, a main event, and I'm thinking, what? They're doing the main event now? And then... The women will come out. Well, back in the day, the Divas had come out or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I was probably wrong, do you know what I mean? I suppose. For a first pay per view, they're trying to introduce everyone to the characters, aren't they, and stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right, I've admitted I'm wrong. Move on. Come <laughs> on. <It's> <laughs> uh, yeah, so the next
2: match is Trinity issuing an open challenge. Uh, she, because, like we just said, she, think she thinks there's no real threat in the women's division. In TNA for her at the moment. So she comes out to the ring with Glen uh Birdie, I think his name is, who was Disco Inferno. And Johnny. What
1: is that Disco Inferno? Yeah. No way, as if. Yeah. <laughs> as if, see, I've only seen a bit of. Are you eating them, Chris again? I've only seen um, a little bit of Disco Inferno. I watched the Disco Inferno match. Um, no, I was watching, you know, Brian Alvarez from uh, the Wrestling Observer? Yeah. He was in a tag team match this summer, and Disco Inferno actually came out and made a save in that match. Oh. As if I would never have recognised the team. He's a
2: prick, so... Is he? Yeah, he's a, he's a fucking...
1: Just just look at his Twitter
2: and you can tell he's just a dickhead. Right.
1: I'm, right. I'm not I'm not ap- apologising to you, Glenn, so... Yeah, fuck off, Glenn. Right, I don't even know you, so... Actually, Glenn, it's not me. It's not me. (laughs) Uh,
2: Uh, Yeah, so Trinity's doing a lap of honour after she starts doing a count-out victory because no one's answered her challenge. And then we get Jacqueline, the former Miss Jackie from WWE, come out and attack Trinity. Uh, The commentators say that how she was a um, only a few months ago, she was a WWE Cruiserweight Champion, and now she's in TNA. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. So yeah yeah, that I thought that was interesting. Mike Taney says that Jacqueline won the Cruiserweight title from Chavo Guerrero a few months ago, yeah. and now she's jobbing to Trinity. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? She's jobbing to Trinity. On this god awful show, sorry about that, TNA fans. This fucking god awful show, where two months ago she was the cruiserweight champion on SmackDown, and SmackDown was pretty. In 2004, SmackDown would have been. It was alright. I think it was when we had that JBL title reign.
2: Yes, I like I like that reign though because he was a dick hill and you got some good matches out of it.
1: Yeah, a lot of people hated it, didn't they? But I thought it was alright as well, actually. But I, I remember being a bit sad at the time it happened though because Eddie obviously eddie growl at the time was my favorite still what still is really um they ended his title reign a bit prematurely yeah. remember he lost at judgment day and it was only three months into his reign he lost at judgment day to jbl yeah and it was a classic match um, and that led jbl having his big reign of terror i think then they had they had like a bull rope match and stuff
2: yeah yeah so i i, I didn't enjoy this match it was sloppy from both of them Trinity and Jacqueline I think there was one decent move or two there was a decent German from Jackie Uh, and then there was a lot of interference from Glenn and Johnny Swinger which it wasn't even good interference they were just there being a nuisance.
1: it was just interference for interference sake wasn't it yeah but you need interference in a one-minute, 50-second match. i
2: get the cheese to heal, so they could have done it where they rolled, if there's a roll-up, they reverse the roll-up and they get the win that way.
1: Mm. It, it did seem a bit random, though, to bring Jackal in back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just to lose. Uh, well, I wouldn't have expected Trinity to have won this.
2: Yeah. There's, Trinity did a nice moonsault. I think that's yeah, the yeah
1: yeah that was a good I think that's
2: had. the only move all TNA roster guys can do nicely. That's, yeah. that's the third <laughs> one we've Gaza seen.
1: Smash one out in the first match. Yeah,
2: Hector Garza and then Dallas did one in that eight-man tag. Yeah. And now Trinity. Is that the only move they learned in the TNA Performance Center? How to moonsault?
1: It must be. So three out of five matches have featured a moonsault. So what does that tell you? But yeah, so that was pretty much it. There's not really a lot to talk about from this match, was there? No. Um, I didn't rate this match. I, 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 there's not. What did you rate? I didn't have anything to say. Well, I gave it half a star. Half a star. Yeah, that, that's a fair score. Do you know what I mean? Half a star. But yeah, I'm gonna give it half a star myself. Okay, four in a row. So I've got next that happened. There's a. All my notes say is poll update shite. So I'll let you talk about that.
2: Uh, we get a triple X
1: interview. Alright, fuck knows what I was on about then.
2: Uh, more monsters. We then get another Monsters Ball video package. Is that. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Monsters but, Ball's next. Yeah, yeah. The Monty Brown uh, promo was before the women's match. And then we get told that all three competitors for the Monsters Ball had been locked in a dark room. <laughs> for 24 hours with no food or water.
1: What a great idea that is, isn't it? <laughs> Let's starve and not let these people drink for 24 hours before they go out Go out there. It's a bit like your smoothie diet you're on at the moment. Yeah, I know, tell me about it. To be fair, it's actually, at least I'm getting a bit, I have, for any people that don't know, I basically, every, usually after Christmas, I do a seven day smoothie diet. It's meant to cleanse your body, yeah? It gets all that crap out you've had over Christmas. But I have protein drinks. I have smoothie drinks full of vegetables in them. So I'm fine. These poor bastards probably weigh double the amount I do. And they're not allowed to drink 24 minutes. It's like an MMA fight. What are they doing? Are they weight cutting? <laughs> you know, Dana White would love a bit of this. Now, I bet <laughs> poor Abyss. Have you seen the size of Abyss? I bet he was starving. <laughs> Bless him. And the worst thing is, Abyss's body must be shattered. So I think there's been about 25 Monsters Ball matches, and I'm sure he's been in about 24 of them. So his weight must be yo-yoing. But anyway, enough about Weight Watchers. Um, (laughs) So so has he been locked in a room for
2: every Monsters Ball beforehand?
1: Yeah. He spent approximately two days of his life in a room starving to death. Oh, no,
2: it's, it's 24 like, hours before.
1: Oh, right, yeah, 20, what am I not, 24 hours? <laughs> he spent a month <laughs> of his life in <laughs> up in preparation for a pretty standard team. Abyss, can you believe this, Sean? Did you watch Homecoming, the pay-per-view on Sunday?
2: Uh, I saw some of it. I then fell asleep.
1: Abyss was in a Monsters' Ball match on that show.
2: Oh, yeah, no, I saw that, yeah.
1: 15 over, what, 15 years later?
2: Yeah. And he's still doing it. And he's it.
1: still going. So anyone who thinks that bad diet can screw you over, not necessarily. Just lock yourself in a room for 24. Yeah, lock yourself in a room for 24 hours. You won't be fat after that. Um, Sorry if we've got any fat people listening, but to be fair, whatever. Anyway, so what are we on next? What are we on next, Sean? Come on, I'm losing track of it now. Uh,
2: So as I like how... The competitors, as they're making their way down to the ring, make out, like, the bright lights uh, distracting them because they've been locked in a dark room for, for a day.
1: Uh, see, I didn't, I didn't notice that. Did they, did they do that? Yeah, they were just like... That's a nice little touch.
2: Like, they were, like, shielding their eyes and stuff like that. I thought it was good, but then as soon as they got, like,
1: three quarters of the way down the ramp, they were fine. Yeah, well, at least they... I didn't notice it myself, as I said, but at least they... Um, they tried. Yeah, they tried, they tried, that's what's there. It's like selling, in it, really? They might, as long as someone holds the knee for two seconds or something, if it's been worked on, yeah. we accept that as trying yeah. to sell your knee, don't we? Uh, Raven so,
2: attacks Abyss before Monty Brown gets to the ring. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we get a uh, walk and brawl in the crowd. So, just up and down the stairs. People Raven like, uh, has
1: a bad landed dunny on the stairs.
2: Yeah, uh, the back body drop.
1: Yeah, I thought I thought fancy doing that on the stairs. Come on, people. But I suppose ECW guy, you get the ECW chant yeah. going on. Yeah, I, did, I caught that. ECW, ECW. Yeah, who was in? east was it Raven that was
2: ECW? I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, Raven was like a bit like one of the main guys in ECW.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm showing my lack of wrestling historical watching that because I didn't watch ECW back in the day and
2: then oh and then we get um, a druid up in the rafters
1: yeah I saw that yeah it, did we even find out who it was
2: nope didn't find out who it was what he's there for and, but you could clearly tell it was from a pre-tape as well it wasn't from the current map it wasn't live during the match yeah it was
1: so poor strange, isn't it? Well, what was the point if they're not going to show us who it is? I'm guessing they reveal it on Impact or something. Well, we'll let you tell us next week. You can fuck (laughs) right off. No chance I'm watching Impact after this. Honestly, (laughs) there's not a chance I'm watching any Impact leading up to this. For the next show, honestly, I'm going into it eyes closed. That way I can enjoy all these beautiful video packages. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And all these amazing minis matches. Oh, I might watch the goal home show. I might watch the goal home show. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to do another episode next week. Are we? Is that still the plan? Yeah, still in a plan. Yeah, sorted. We will we'll get that out there for you. So, quick segue there. Be sure to check out our episode next week. Right, back to the match.
2: Uh, Monty Brown. Uh, does his pounce maneuver and it takes out the ref.
1: Oh, Why? Why are we having a ref bump, Sean, in a Monsters Ball match?
2: Well, I said exactly the same for this one and the main event.
1: Yeah, in a Monsters Ball match and a ladder match, why are we having a ref bump? We've had the ref go down in a minis match, a Monsters <laughs> Ball match and a ladder match. And I'm guessing there was another one somewhere in there. No, well, there's got to be. Now, I was ranting about this, and while I've been ranting, I've just thought abyss hits his black hole slam after this ref bump dunny he He goes to count it on monty brown but there's no ref yeah yeah so maybe they might on the next impact i might be giving a bit too much credit maybe they'll go down the route of abyss had him beat if it wasn't for the ref being down and maybe they can move on with a monty brown abyss feud maybe maybe Uh, it it makes sense it
2: does make sense
1: so yeah, maybe There's, there was other ways round to continue the Abyss Brown stuff without having a ref bump, but I think they wanted to make Abyss look strong. Yeah. Um so obviously we'll got well now after that now the match after this, it's a historic moment for the Impact Zone podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Because at one hour forty two minutes into the first ever TNA pay per view we get the historic moment that, for me, it's what I think of when I think of TNA. Do you have any guess what I'm going to say, Sean? Um, no. What, what are you going to say? We get the first historic, this is awesome, bum, 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 bum. We get that for the first time on a TNA interview. <laughs> it took, this is how bad this show was. It took an hour and 42 minutes for these morons in the... Imp- Sorry, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> for these freeloaders in the impact zone to chant, this is awesome. I bet they have been waiting for this opportunity the entire night, but they had to wait an hour and 42 minutes.
2: Was that once Abyss has brought out the bag of thumbtacks? and then Yeah, he-
1: that'll be it. He gets the thumbtacks <laughs> out, that's it. And, and, then it- out.
2: and then he gets put through his own tacks with a Sunset album yeah. from Raven.
1: Did you see the woman in the crowd? There's like some random like fifty-five-year-old woman with like her hands in her face in shock at what she's seen. She's there for all the big pay-per-views and all the bloody ones where there's
2: big spots like that. I'm sure of it. Is she? I I never seen her before. So yeah, I, and I it's either her or there's there's always a number of women in the crowd who are like in shock when they see a bit of blood or something right. a little bit gory.
1: Right. So, after, where do we go after that? So, the thumbtacks. Uh, uh, we get the best thing
2: gets taken off the apron through a table. Yeah, from Raven. Yeah. And then Raven gets pounced into another table in the corner.
1: Period. And then Brown gets to win with the pounce. Yeah, I bet a bit it hurts that pounce, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. No way. It does. It does look good, doesn't it? Monty Brown—he comes across as a star in TNA. I loved him at this point in time. Little thirteen-year-old me, the loser, still a loser. I love Monty Brown. I thought he was great. Obviously, he might not be the best worker, but as a thirteen-year-old, that's not necessarily what you're looking for. He was great. I thought he was a star. And then, obviously, he went to WWE. What was he? What was his name? WWE? Uh, Marcus. Yeah marcus Cove, on armor one was it was it's that him Are yeah right? you
2: said it to me the other day you said he, he got signed with um the uh, wwe ecw
1: brand yeah yeah ecw brand and it just bombed do you know what i mean he, did you think he, he looks exactly like vince's sort of guy as well he looks he, he looks
2: like bobby lashley
1: yeah i know if you put monty brown from 2004 in front of vince mcmahon now he'd be drooling yeah he'd be absolutely drooling so yeah, so Monty Brown gets the winning Monsters Ball. How long do you think this match went, Sean? A Monsters Ball match, a big, brutal match. How long? Eight minutes. Nine minutes, five seconds. It's not enough time. I thought halfway through the match I'm thinking they're taking it home here, yeah. they're going really quick with yeah. this. I think it's too quick. Do you know what I mean? For a match of that uh, nine minutes, five seconds? Yeah,
2: there's no long matches on the show. None of them get enough time. I
1: know. I know. That's the big thing you notice different from today. But I think I think Russo, he had the attitude, didn't he? He had the attitude of, like, the wrestling wasn't necessary. It was more about the other things. Yeah, I'm he was like,
2: more about the story rather than the in ring. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. So, Monty Brown wins. Um, what did you give this match, Sean? Your race. See if we can get on the same par here with this one.
2: I gave it one and a half stars.
1: I'm sorry, what? One and a half. One and a half stars? Yeah. Right, so you're making me... who I'm pretty miserable when it comes to wrestling. I always complain about stuff. You're giving it one... and I gave it double. I gave it three stars. No, I I didn't enjoy it. It was... It, it, it was a... F- I hate hardcore matches, but it was... For it, a hardcore match, it was... But it, wasn't, it was not It right. wasn't even a
2: hardcore match. That's the thing. It was...
1: What, thumbtacks, tables... They had overhead the throws on the stairs.
2: They had two table spots. Starvation
1: for the day.
2: <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah, they got starved.
1: Oh my
2: God. <laughs> <laughs> now I just didn't enjoy it. Other monster ball matches that I've seen have been like a lot more intense, and this one, right. this one could have just—they didn't need to name it a Monster's ball. They could have just named it a no disqualification or street fight.
1: Right, I see what, I can see what, one and a half stars though, it's a bit bit low that, (laughs) mate. It's like, three out, that's like a bad match. And I wouldn't, personally I didn't think it was a bad match, but each to their own. I I think, maybe, because I'd sat through that much crap, I had a nice little ten minute match, a few shitty spots here and there, I was happy with that. There wasn't as much bullshit going on, except for the fucking ref bump. Exactly. I need to. I need to stop swearing. My little girl might listen to this podcast one day. If <laughs> she ends up, to be fair, my little girl ever listens to this podcast, I'm going to be worried. Why would she ever listen to this?
2: Yeah, oh, I, 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 yeah. I, I just didn't enjoy the match.
1: Oh, what a shame! What a shame. I, I thought it was fine. I've gone three stars, but Sean, brutal Sean. I would not want you to eat at my restaurant. <laughs> I'm the Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay over here. Big Gordon gives it one and a half stars for the first ever Monsters Ball match. Whew. Right. So Sean What what was next? Do we do we have I missed something? I was a bit slow with these out of these five hundred backstage segments. Yeah. I've got down that Sean Douglas is the worst interviewer ever. As he's still trying to talk to whoever's in this damn limo. Was that next, or have I missed something? Um,
2: I didn't get that down, but I've got with a quick recap of the TNA Fan Fest, which is like a shit access.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Sean, did you hear what some guy said in that, in that interview? Well, did, no, I didn't catch what he said. I, was just... I, had to, I had to write this down. Some poor bastard, right? He goes, I drove all the way from New York to Orlando for this. Can you believe that? He drove from New York for this show. N- I'm not an american i don't know about this but i'm guessing that's a long drive yeah i've done it on a plane for wrestlemania 33 and it was about a three-hour flight so i'm guessing it was a long way this guy drove days to basically watch a live abortion <laughs> 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 well i'm saying it as i see it do you know what i mean to be fair I'm, I'm making the most of this show and i'm on the wrestling newspaper podcast i've got to try and be like professional Whatever. I'm not professional, but... Do you know what I mean? But on here, it's TNA. I can be as TNA as I want. <laughs> it, it was an abortion, mate. The first hour and 42 minutes until we get that first This Is Awesome chant this show was... It, it wasn't great, but... Anyway, go on. So, back back to what you were saying about this fan interaction thing. I mean, that's all I've got. <laughs>
2: and then right. we get a... Backstage interview with uh, PT Williams, the X Division champ.
1: Yeah, with Scott Demore.
2: Yeah. They're uh, yeah, just promoting the match, but then Scott Demore goes tells us that if Team Canada and PT Williams lose, that Scott Demore will leave the USA and not return to TNA.
1: Which was stupid to tell us because for anyone with a brain that told us that Pete Williams is going to win this match yeah do you know what I mean it was unnecessary they just we didn't need to we didn't need this did we didn't need we already had the X Division title on the line nobody gave a sh- shiny shite what Scott Damore was up to yeah
2: we then, well, we then got another video package this time building up the X oh, Division match can I stop
1: Sean can I stop you please right so this video package yeah AJ Styles right I'm not joking you. On the impacts leading up to this, right, the first 30 seconds of this video package was played about four times each show. I'm not joking you. For some reason, they, adv- they did like a 30 second commercial for this match three or four times on every impact show. I'm not exaggerating. It was literally three or four times. Okay. So when I heard the intro for this, I was like, are you joking me? Again? but they did like an extended version of it yeah. at this time, it was good weren't it it made AJ, you're watching this video package and the first thing I'm thinking why did Vince McMahon not sign him ages ago, people have this impression that AJ was a small guy a small thin guy or whatever from TNA who did a few flips Yeah, he looks quite not tall but he's not small yeah. in no way shape is he small
2: See, I, I prefer TNA AJ to current AJ
1: yeah, I know what you... Except he was in TNA, that was the only problem. But... Yeah,
2: no, but I mean, like, his moveset, his style and stuff like that. I prefer him.
1: Yeah. And with age, obviously, he's, like, changed it up a little bit. But yeah. he was amazing. Some of the moves he's doing, I'm thinking, wow. Yeah. You no, know I mean, it's a shame he... How fast he moves as well, it's pretty incredible, really. So, yeah, it was a great, great video package for this match. It gave us, like, a big feel to this match, didn't it? It was a first-time ever match. Yeah. These two were probably two of the, back in the day. Pete Williams doesn't really get spoken about these days, but I remember as a kid thinking that Pete Williams was a great wrestler. But
2: oh, that's that, uh, that Canadian Destroyer. When I when the first time I saw that, I was like, "What the fuck is that? That's brilliant."
1: Sean, I was literally. How do the... I don't. I'm. I know. I'm a bit of a wrestling gate noob. Like, I don't know how to wrestle or whatever. But I still don't get how he does it.
2: I'll, I'll tell you after the show. We don't, want to,
1: tell me after we this don't want to spoil Kayfabe. We don't want to spoil it. Honestly, I just don't get it. I was watching the replay <laughs> of it, and I was like, what just happened? My eyes, it's like my eyes are just too thick to realise what's going on. <laughs> um, But yeah, so as we said, AJ, why did WWE not sign him earlier? The man is a star. He comes out, and for the first time on this show, obviously, except Monty Brown, but even more so, AJ is the man. Yeah. Why, Sean, was, I know later on it might have been, Right now, if you're trying to build this 2004 TNA, AJ is your main event star. The show's focused around him because even if you don't know him, as soon as you watch him, you're going to be glued. He's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, I can't speak highly enough about how great AJ was here. But I've just had a text. One of my mates has just messaged me, Sean. Can you lend me some money till Monday so I can pay my phone bill? <sighs> oh... What, uh, sorry, I know it's off-topic, but what am I? What am I to people? <laughs> anyway, yeah, so AJ, is a star. <laughs> Shh, sorry about that. So, sh, believe Sean, listen to this, right? Pete Williams, guess where he won this belt? Where? Well, how? Guess how he wins uh, this belt? Don't know. He won this belt in a 20-man gauntlet match oh, from three months f- ago. Fuck off. Thank god we did not have to watch that. But at least it
2: was for something, not just the X Cup.
1: Yeah, I No, <laughs> not just the cup. Damn it, he's won the cup. Who cares? Shut up. See so, ya. Yeah. See so, ya. Yeah. So, do you want to talk us through some of the, something about this match, Sean? Some of the moves in this match? Uh,
2: it was a it was a good back and forth start to the match, nice fast-paced. They had the, great start, wasn't it? Yeah, they had the standoff. Um, well, they do as well. As the phone ringing, we just ignore
1: that. I thought that was my phone. Man. I thought, <laughs> who's ringing me now? We'll that. I start. thought it was my mate asking for some money for this phone bill. <laughs> I thought, is he taking the mic?
2: Nah, they're gone. Um, we get a nice suicide dive over the top from AJ. He they did it on the the smaller side of the ring as well, where there's not much room between the guardrail. I, mean, I thought that was quite good how he managed to yeah it
1: was good that wasn't it yeah. he
2: managed to control it and not overshoot
1: it was a crazy opening to the match were not it really yeah. really good stuff it got you hooked from the start um, I tell you what was strange did you see AJ hitting the phenomenal forearm he hits it, they just call it a flying forearm and it's just like a random throwaway move for a two count in yeah. the middle of the match whereas now it's like that's AJ's finisher yeah so he hit that and i'm thinking a bit early but mike today's like oh he hits the flying forearm and that's it uh, yeah so this match it was great when it's shown it's not you no, can't get into all the moves that they do but they really have great chemistry together it's going really well enjoy i'd recommend this match to be honest yeah. to people if you're gonna watch anything out of this show make sure you don't watch the gauntlet match watch this pete williams aj styles match it's really fun If anything, it was too short. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, too short
2: and too much interference.
1: Yeah, we've got Scott Damore. We're about seven minutes in, and that's when Damore really starts to interfere. AJ AJ has him beat. Did you see that bit? I was fuming at this point. AJ has him beat. The ref counts one. The ref counts two. The ref goes to count three, and he looks up and stops and goes off and shouts at Scott Damore to get him off the apron. Yeah. You know what i mean just count the three count but that doesn't happen um what next the hockey sticks in the ring at some point at this point i think he scott demore throws the hockey stick to pete williams
2: yeah he throws the it's, hockey stick the hockey stick gets taken off him he then uses the title belt to then hit aj and that's how he gets to uh no that's not how he gets to win is it
1: kicks out at two doesn't yeah. he kicks out at two with a belt shot yeah. do you know what I mean they could have just finished it then really couldn't they if they were trying to do it by a screw job yeah but it kicks out at two AJ and, and Petey end up on the top rope Demore's pulling at AJ's leg clear disqualification this awful referee just has another quiet word with Demore, and that leads to the finish Sean yeah which
2: was I dropped down Canadian Destroyer
1: which oh it was amazing
2: yeah it looked fucking brutal square on his
1: head yeah it was honestly a great spot it was really it really give it do you know what i mean if they just cut out that minute and a half of scott demore interfering this would have been it'd have been a great match yeah. you know it was a short but even it was even fantastic. with the
2: same, even with the same time if they just left the interference yes yeah. even if they just had they the interference at done. the end there you know, they could have done something where Damore had AJ's leg while he was on the top rope and that's how he then got got distracted for the Canadian destroyer. That would have been yeah. fine. But it was just too much dead. and too little.
1: Yeah, so it, it it was a really good match, it was great pacing, but it we could have done with a bit more time and less bullshit. We didn't need it, did we, in this match? No. Nah. Was... Do you know what I mean? Just let him go out there and do it. But what what did you give it Sean? What did you give it on this booking.com rating scale?
2: I gave it 3 stars.
1: 3 stars.
2: I, I would have given it more, but it's cuz there was too much interference
1: in the match. I wouldn't like to be your girlfriend, Sean, <laughs> cuz you must be very hard to please, my friend. <laughs> 3 stars. 3 stars. I that you rated it the same as I rated Monster's Ball what did you give I, it i i gave it three and a half stars right I, mean, I, I felt terrible i thought they deserve more than three and a half stars this was a memorable match well in my, in my in notes it.
2: in my notes i've actually got two and a half but i've upped it to three
1: wow i'm gonna have to next show trust me i'm gonna i my gimmick is that i am the stingiest angriest Person in the Phil Footy Wrestling Group chat. <laughs> I'm not having. I'm not having you undercutting these <laughs> Yeah but the
2: next show's going to be amazing. They're all going to be five star
1: classics. And yeah. Well, we'll see about that. Yeah. Three and a half stars for me. Dave Meltzer gives it three and three quarter stars.
2: Yeah, I'm just. Oh. I'm just a bit more critical than
1: Dave. You must have been pissed off. What? Did you had, you had a bad day? Uh, when did I watch it yesterday
2: uh, yeah I think I was in work when I was watching it
1: was uh, I? I see maybe I'd finished work I was watching it tucked up in bed with a nice cup of tea so I was probably in a better mood maybe than you yeah
2: I was in work I had a I had a wake in here they'd been in here since 12 o'clock
1: and they left at half past 11 last night I'm sorry so you had a wake in your pub yeah and, um, no wonder you were feeling down. So I... you've just had to be there for a week where people are going to be depressed about one of the family members dying. And then straight after it, you're forced to watch a TNA pay per view.
2: Oh, I'm watching the TNA during the week. Because it's that dead. Ugh. Oh, excuse the <laughs> pun. <laughs>
1: Sean. <laughs> Sean, Sean, Sean. I don't think we can go there in 2019, mate. <laughs> 2001, we could go deep, but 2019. Oh. I'd, ask the, I'd ask what um, gender the person was, but we're not meant to do that anymore, no. are we? Anyway. It was, so, it was gender neutral. Gender neutral, aren't we all? Right. Three and a half stars for that match. Sean, the TNA Impact Zone, the leader of this show, the leader of the Stains Massive, has gone three stars. Right, Sean. Next, we had AMW versus Triple X. You can start us off with this. What did you think of this match? And then I will obliterate it. <laughs> uh, I thought the video package did a good
2: build-up for it, telling us why they're in this blood feud, which then equals into a last-team-standing
1: elimination match. A last Team standing elim. Sorry, I was just shutting my door. Then the last team standing elimination match. So for people like me, who don't have a clue what this match is, like the TNA audience that watched this match, didn't have a clue what it was. I didn't have The a clue. reason this match is, it's elimination. So you're eliminated, not when you've been pinned, but when you receive a pin count. You then have 10 seconds to make the count of 10. If you don't, you're eliminated. And Sean I'm going to take over it because I'm pissed off. Right. <laughs> so crack on what happens is yeah you get guys taking a pinfall yeah and then standing up so in this match Christopher Daniels he takes two maybe three pinfalls in this match why why do we need Christopher Daniels to take why do we need your guys to take this many pinfalls during a match I didn't count how many pinfalls there was but it was just a stupid match we're two minutes into everyone knows amw triple X in 2004, it was probably the biggest TNA feud. It's, the, it's one of the, the feuds you think of when you think of this opening period. Next, they have... I can't remember the match. I might watch it back and it's awful. They have a historic match at the next show. Spoiler alert. Don't care, right? So, here, why is Christopher Daniels getting pinned in two minutes? Why? I'm not a fan of this at all. To me, this match is the worst match I've ever seen. Yep, I'm going that far. It's the worst match I've ever seen some guy some guy in the crowd did you hear him Sean he screams at the top of his voice he goes take it home (laughs) he literally shouted take it home about five minutes in I'll let you talk through what happens in the opening well just talk about what happens in the match and I'll pick up where I left off Uh,
2: yeah so like I said Daniels gets pinned two or three times first before he gets eliminated there's no no he didn't he doesn't get eliminated first does he
1: I don't know Sean, I was fuming at this point, uh, I'm just waiting for you to go through this so I can get to the finish, because I'm itching to get into this. Uh,
2: yeah, so Daniel eliminates James Storm first, when he after he hits him in the knee with a steel chair so he can't stand up. Uh, we get a BME, best moonsault ever, missed onto Harris. And then Daniels is out after that. There's
1: not much going on in the match, is there? Nope. Do you want to know why that is? Why is that? Because it's the worst match ever. <laughs> not having anything, right? Do you want me to just skip right through to the end? Yeah, go on. Right, so we're left. We've got... Is it Chris Harris from W, We've got elix skipper from triple x they call him prime time to me it's fucking elix skipper right but elix skipper chris harris left right and the finish is chris harris hitting his finishing move onto a chair at least we think it's the finish right so chris harris hits his finisher on skipper onto the chair the ref counts one the ref counts two elix skipper kicks out the ref counts three so elix skipper kicks out and the ref counts three I don't know. Was this not the planned finish? I'm guessing that wasn't the case. Elit Skipper, did he get confused? Did he kick out at two, thinking it wasn't the finish? Nobody knows. So the crowd are all confused. Before this, they were already chanting, boring, and booing the match. I was fuming watching this. This is, to me, is not professional wrestling. It's not professional. Skipper kicks out at two, as we said. The ref counts three. So, freeman Skipper has just kicked out. We've just watched him kick out. He then lies down for a 10 count. So he was able to kick out at 2, but he stays down for a 10 count. So he kicks out at 2. He's not able to get up at the count of 10. Awful, awful stuff. This is a terrible match. Do not watch this match. Do not go back and watch it. AMW win the match in 10 minutes 53. Sean, I'm not going to ask you what you've rated this first. I'm going to tell you what I rated it as. Dud, dud, dud lucky it wasn't minus five stars I don't have those sort of matches in the system for me the lowest rankings are dud but this was the lowest dud you'll ever see no matter what people complain about WWE at the moment you will not see anything like this this was awful Sean I dare you to rate this higher than two stars (laughs) over to you
2: I gave it two and a half are you joking no I gave it two and a half stars
1: Right that's it. I'm off. Headphones
2: are coming on. Leaving <laughs> the room. I you you text me about the botched finish where Skipper kicked out. I then went back after I'd done my notes and watched that finish and I actually I I did see him kick out on the second time. So it, it that didn't make sense. But
1: you didn't notice it the first time. No, I was probably writing something down. You're probably watching this wake unfold. <laughs> oh, Sean! Seriously, it was. Ter- it was. Was it? Am I over exaggerating it? Oh, I was just. It definitely it kicks out. Yeah, but
2: that, that that could have just been miscommunication or something like well, that.
1: Well, miscommunication on the finish of the match. Surely they must talk this stuff through. Do you know what I mean? And it it must. It was a big deal, clearly, because halfway through the next match, Dom West brings up during the main event title match in the last match Skipper was hospitalised and he was so badly injured he was having a fit. He didn't actually mean to kick out, he was just having a fit in the ring. Is that what they said? Yeah, that is what they oh, said. Fucking hell. No, they used a they used a like a medical term for the word <laughs> having a fit, but I couldn't remember what it was. So it's having they just said he was having a fit. Oh. So Well, you've you've clearly never
2: seen Starcade ninety seven for botched finishes
1: you know I think I have was this where Hogan faced Savage
2: no it was Hogan versus Sting
1: yeah Hogan versus Sting I've watched it I've watched it yeah it was bad yes can't remember exactly what happened but I made the list I looked the card on paper for that show it was great yeah and I thought I'm gonna watch that show it looks good I watched it I thought I ain't watched WCW since uh, it's,
2: it's that's the best build-up they've ever done but like, fucked the finish
1: yeah I can't remember what actually happened in the fucked finish
2: uh, it was supposed to be a fast three count for Hogan to get the win but Hogan told the ref through during the match to not do the fast count so the ref did a normal count and then Brett came out saying oh no you did a fast count I'm going to restart the match but there was no fast count it was just literally a normal one Two three, so they restarted the match and then Sting won, but it was fucked.
1: That sounds about right. Some Sean, yeah, someone's at my door, right? We don't, we'll, we'll edit this out. Yeah, do you just want to talk about something, do you know what I mean, to do with this? Uh, to do just
2: I'll talk t- about, I'll, just, I'll talk about the finish where they came out and attacked him.
1: Yeah, you talk about that finish. I'm just gonna go and check who's at my door. I bet it's Amazon, <laughs> Back <in a> sec. <laughs> all
2: right. Uh, yeah, and then we, after the match, which. It was a dead finish to the match, I think. Christopher Daniels then comes back out and starts to attack Chris Harris with a chair. James Storm comes out to try and make a bit of a save, and Triple X just annihilate them with chairs to the point where they're in the middle middle of the ring and they handcuff and they handcuff Triple X to each other uh no the handcuff AMW to each other. Start beating with the chairs a bit more and then we get the security come out and kick Triple X out of the ring.
1: I'm back Sean hey. Perfect. Yeah, I walked outside then with my headphones on. Yeah, I'm in my hoodie, and all the builders outside doing next door must have thought, "Look at that! <laughs> I've got my big window cleaning van parked right outside the <laughs> house." You must think these window cleaners—what do they actually do? Be leaving, I only leave at about half ten, eleven every day, and I'm finished for about four. Anyway, sorry. What are you were talking? I just—I was, I was talking to the guy, and I, all I heard was AMW were handcuffed or something. I thought, "Hey, what's going on in there?" one
2: so go on carry on yeah so no i just finished talking about like the triple x attack after the match yeah oh right yeah i I
1: don't to (laughs) be honest with you i don't really remember actually much of that because i was that mad (laughs) about what i'd already seen so Uh, so was there anything backstage after this leading into the main event that i'm gonna miss um yeah so we get a
2: jerry backstage interview pretty standard and then we get Mike tonight in the ring to announce the winner of the D.O.A. vote. Do
1: you know I've not even took any notes about that.
2: I've just got Dusty Rhodes as the winner, and then he cut a waffling promo.
1: Yeah, these just sort of cut out, didn't they? Like It was just basically, it was like killing off Vince Russo yeah. without making a big deal of it. Because believe it or not, that is actually the last time we'll see Vince Russo he left TNA after the show. Oh, okay, that was yep. it. Yep, that was it. That was the official. He was gone. He wouldn't return until 2006 when he comes back as a Booker. But yeah, so oh, fair so this was the last Russo show. So maybe the next show might be a little bit better. Maybe, probably not. Mm, well, Dusty announces we get a rematch from that AM- AMW Triple X Classic we've just witnessed at Turning Point. Hopefully they make up for that piece of shit, which I believe they do. So anything else? Does Dusty say anything else? Uh, No, I didn't
2: even catch anything that he said. It was just waffle all the way through.
1: Yeah, not much is going on there. Um, Yeah, so next we have your main event of the first ever TNA pay-per-view. Sean's eating a packet of Chris in the background. We will (laughs) forgive him for that. It's Jeff Jarrett versus Jeff Hardy. NWA title. Take it away, Sean.
2: Oh, the the fans were behind Hardy as soon as he came out.
1: Yeah, he, was... he comes out to that real sesh monster music, Johnny.
2: Well, real sesh monster.
1: Yeah. How good is Jeff Jarrett's theme music? <laughs> what? No, that was what my was that?
2: that was my impression. So, we're, we're, what was your impression? We're we're, in, we're cut we cut that out.
1: I ain't cutting that. I thought
2: you just kill the cat. <laughs> I like how... Uh, yeah, I like how Jeff... He just decides to run up both ramps and get the ladders in the match before they even start. Yeah. He's thinking, oh, I'm going to get a good head start here. I'll get, I'll get the ladders
1: I actually, in. I actually thought, Sean, really, for 2004, it was a very... like a professional... For the first 10 minutes, it wasn't full of spots... They just beat each other up with the ladder. Yeah. There isn't anything crazy. It's just like they sat Jeff sandwiches Jeff in between the ladder, things like that. Yeah. I thought it was real professional. It was you, how you'd imagine, say, a Jeff Jarrett ladder match to be more so than a Jeff Hardy match. I think Jeff does a good job of sort of controlling and raiding in Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Um, they have a really, really good... I really enjoyed the ten, opening 10 minutes of this match. Yeah, it, w- it wasn't, um,
2: like I said, it wasn't spot after spot. It was just using the ladder in the match
1: yeah they're telling a good story and i really enjoyed it and then what happened sean what do we get the theme of this show we get a ref bump in a ladder match no it wasn't enough we get one in a monsters ball it wasn't enough we get one in a minis match we must get one in this ladder match because we all love ref bumps (laughs) yeah why? Why did the ref get bummed? Did it even play into effect? No, it 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 did it? it did nothing for the
2: match. I'm just hoping that the ref was in the wrong place as Hardy went over the top rope.
1: Yeah, so we're hoping that there was bad positioning on this TNA show, which wouldn't be hard to believe. Yeah. So next we have Scott Hall coming out, don't we, Sean?
2: Yeah, Scott Hall comes out. He attacks Hardy. Um. And then we get... I've got down the Joey Mercury spot.
1: Oh, yeah. I haven't written this down, actually, but I remember this. The slingshot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Thank... If Jeff Jarrett knew what that move could do and would do about (laughs) 18 months later, he would have definitely missed it even more than he already did because the ladder was nowhere near Jarrett's face, was it, when he showed the replay?
2: Jarrett definitely knew to stand in the middle of the feet. So there was no... Jeff,
1: <laughs> he ain't stupid. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. he stood in the middle of the thing. Did you say? Yeah, he not to stand in the middle of the ring. Yeah, and then yeah, good positioning there, Jeff boy. Uh, the next thing that I remember was uh, Jeff and well, Jeff and Jeff, Jarrett and Hardy are on that giant ladder outside the ring.
2: Yeah, and that twenty and it sort foot of falls ladder falls over. Yeah, Jarrett it crashes off to Scott Hall. Jarrett purposely pushes it over. Yeah. And then Hull... Both
1: straight on the stage. Yeah,
2: and Hull gets the whole ladder on his head.
1: Yeah. And oh. then we get back in the ring, don't we? And what happens? This is where the match falls apart a little bit. know oh, and... the
2: botched sunset flips.
1: Yeah. Now, have you seen the replay to this? No, I didn't see the replay. Right, I watched it a few times, right? And it looked a bit from your first view, as if you're thinking it's Jeff's fault. What? It wasn't. What one? I, I watched it. Both of them. The first one, he flips yeah, over. No, what, what Jeff? Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Hardy flips over. Yeah. Yeah. And he actually does everything right. It's Jarrett who doesn't fall off the ladder. He makes enough contact. Hardy makes enough contact to Jarrett yeah. to fall. And for some reason, Jarrett doesn't. The crowd are chanting, you fucked up. So then what did he do? They botched a spot, just move on. They should have just moved on, shouldn't they? Yeah. Instead, they he tried to again. do it from the ring to the outside. And they botched it again. Yeah. Botched it again. Jeff goes... Sorry, Jeff. Sorry. <laughs> Hardy goes for the flip over, and he, he makes enough contact on Jarrett, but Jarrett stops himself from falling. I thought, is Jarrett deliberately doing this?
2: All right, two seconds uh, hang actually, on. Actually...
1: The cleaners coming. You in. want me to carry on talking? Yeah, go on. Yeah, so Jarrett, he it looks like to me like he deliberately, he deliberately doesn't fall for Jeff. Oh, what, Mike? What? Have you heard this cockney slang that's going on, lads? So anyway, so while Sean's well, out, you're all enjoying this podcast. It's probably not the most professional. It's just two friends. Having a bit of a laugh, having a chat about this TNA pay-per-view. So, I hope you're enjoying it, really. I'm going to use this as a quick plug. Follow us at News P-A-P-R. Follow us at TNA Impact underscore pod. Follow the podcast. Support the podcast. Sean's still not back. I think this is the clean about it. For people who don't know, Sean is like the manager at a pub. So, he's been doing this podcast at the pub before it opened and I think his cleaners just arrived. Perfect timing. Stay there, Sean. Yeah, I'm no. here. I'm,
2: yeah, I'm here, Dan. I'm here. Are
1: you here? Yeah, I'm here. Right. Yeah. I was just doing a few quick plugs, talking to our beautiful audience. Okay. Um, so yeah, we were talking about the flip guides, weren't they? Jared, is he deliberately doing this? He probably wasn't yeah. before. That was what I was thinking. How can you get two wrong in a row?
2: well I'm going to say it was um, like I said pro- it was uh, probably Jarrett's fault because he, he might not have taken them bumps before but <coughs> yeah
1: yeah should have took these bumps a lot better he's Jeff Jarrett he's professional however Scott Hall is back up I think that's the next thing and Jeff Hardy delivers a twist of fate and a swanton bomb to Jeff Jarrett yeah yeah, yep. and then Got what that. happens, Kevin Nash's music hits.
2: And he comes out in his pyjamas.
1: Yeah, what is he wearing? What is he wearing? These idiots, what are they actually wearing? So, they come out, and obviously the tease before was Nash's with Hardy. You know that's not the case. They didn't even try to sell us that's the case, did they?
2: No, Jer- uh, Nash-, Nash just came out with two guitars commentators like oh yeah. well,
1: one's for Hardy one's for Nash
2: no one's for Hall one's for
1: Nash yeah so the batter Jeff Hardy onto the ladder and then Jeff Jarrett delivers a brutal guitar <laughs> shot right over the head he falls Jeff Hardy falls off the ladder Jarrett gets the strap Jeff Jarrett retains your NWA title and the crowd are going crazy aren't they they're eating this alive yeah yeah do you want to talk us through what happens after the match Uh, yeah
2: so after the match we get Nash issuing an open challenge to the locker room saying that there's no one there that's gonna phase them we get AJ Styles come out onto the challenge he attacks them for a little bit I'm just gonna call them the NWO because that's what they are they
1: they're the outsiders
2: they're Holy and Nash The
1: outsiders Sean The (laughs) outsiders We're TNA marks now The
2: outsiders And then The three live crew come out To try and make the save And then we cut back to outside To the limo And we see someone step out of the limo
1: Sean tell your cleaner to be quiet (laughs) (laughs) He keeps making a noise Anyway Yeah so the limo pulls up who is it? Who did you think it was going to be?
2: I knew that this person made an appearance oh. early TNA, but I didn't know it was now.
1: See, I thought it was Sting.
2: I thought it was Sting at first as well, with the and long... The lights went out, I yeah, thought it was Sting. lights went out with the long leather. I thought, oh, it's, it's, it's got to be Sting coming out, but it's not. Who is it?
1: It's the star of the Superman, it's not Superman, the Spider Man movie. It is the one, the only, Randy Savage. Now, I have not watched much Randy Savage. I only started watching wrestling in 2000, so not seen much of him. What I have seen, obviously, he was great. I've watched a bit of WCW from 95, 96, where he was quite good. So, yeah, I'm sure you're a big Randy Savage fan, Sean, being Mr. WCW. Yeah. I... Yeah, it's a Savage makes his appearance, comes out of the limo.
2: He make, with that terrible remix of his music.
1: Yep. Yeah. And what happened, Sean? He's making his way to the ring. What do you think happens? Nothing. Nothing. The pay per view is over. Mike Taney thanks us for tuning in. Don West probably says something stupid. And that's it. Uh... They tell us to join him for turning point next month for Impact next week. And that was it folks. Yeah. The pay per view is over.
2: I've I've got down whose side is he on, playing off the Hulk yeah. Hogan ninety six turn. But is he with Nash and Hall or is he with AJ? I
1: think he's with AJ. If I remember correctly, I think that might be what happens. But why didn't they? Why didn't they have Savage attack holding National? Yeah, and I then got, and then cut the it. And then cut it. He went for the whole cliffhanger thing, didn't he? Yeah. I'm not sure if that was the best idea but so anyway so Jeff Jarrett wins to retain the NWA title in 18 minutes 37 I thought it was a very good I really enjoyed the opening 10 12 minutes it all went a little bit downhill with the interference but it was like entertaining interference weren't it yeah, it was, it was you couldn't take your eyes off yeah, it yeah
2: exactly it was good did, did
1: you see the bit where Nash gets on the mic and he said that the only reason Jeff Hardy's face paint is green yeah. is because he was stood next to him <laughs> in the urinal before the show and he's green with envy yeah Main event of the show, and Kevin Nash is trying to tell someone he's got a bigger penis than him. <laughs> Typical Kevin Nash. Whenever I hear Kevin Nash's name, I just think of that CM Punk promo where he says that he gets a text message off his sister Charlene, and it reads, Kevin Nash, WTF, thought he was dead, LOL. That's the first one that comes to my mind. <laughs> that, was, that was bizarre, that, SummerSlam 2011. But yeah, I went, that's for another day. We're talking about TNA, so Sean, what did you give this match?
2: I gave. This, I think you're
1: going to be lower than me because I enjoyed it.
2: I gave it three and a half stars.
1: Oh, exactly the same as me.
2: Yeah, it was a, it was a good match, good main event, good finish. You got you got the botch in there, but you can pass that over. So yeah,
1: it was one. Well, it was like a memorable, were not it? Yeah. In, in, say in a year's time do you know what I mean if your girlfriend allowed you to go to Wrestlemania and I say do you remember that first TNA <laughs> show we reviewed <laughs> that first TNA show we reviewed do you remember the Jarrett Hardy match we'd be able to remember bits from it wouldn't we yeah,
2: yeah it was, it yeah, was, so it was it, good
1: yeah so this sort of it, made, it, it sort of made you interested in the next pay-per-view yeah in a way you, so you wanted
2: to see where happen. the whole Savage thing was going where this whole Hall and Nash situation was going uh, it, yeah. it was good.
1: It was it was a nice ending to an overall abortion of a show. So, do you know what I mean? We're, next week, we're going to be back reviewing Turning Point. Um, Overall, Sean, what would you say? I want you to rate this pay-per-view. You can either give it a 0, a 1, a 2, a 3, a 4, or a 5. So, where would you rank it if you had to? Uh...
2: The second half of the show was definitely better than the first half. Definitely. Hands down. But I think the first half overshadows the second half. If you yeah. if you go if you was to go back and be like, oh yeah, it had a shit minis match, it had a shit eight man tag match, it had a sloppy women's match. So I'd probably have to give it a two. A two? two, yeah. I'm
1: not having that. I'm giving it a one. <laughs> Honestly, nah, I'm not having that, shot No way. We had an all right main event. What's all that crackling? We had an all right main event. We had an all right uh, Pete Williams-AJ Styles match. But apart from that, I'm, if a show, for me, has two duds on it, and then a couple of one-star, two-star matches, it can do one. One-star... Show not one star, one out of five show for me. You've gone for two. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna go through my match ratings for the show just to summarise. So we had a two star and a quarter match, a one star match, a dud, a two star match, a one star match, three star match, three and a half, another dud, three and a half. It's not getting more than one star for me. No. It 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 wasn't a great show. It, they
2: they should have done better. They should have. Especially in the first half, had more build-up for actual yeah. relevant matches. Given an AJ and Petey more time with less interference. Sean is the cleaner scrubbing the
1: tables because I'm getting a real noise. <coughs> no, he's all. Got, he's in the other room. Right, well, I don't know what it is though. No, he's coming through. All right. all right. I bet you think. I bet you're thinking, what this guy must be wondering, what I'm, why am I talking about a random wrestling pay-per-view from 2004? <laughs> <coughs> oh. Yeah, you you collect on glasses, son. <laughs> um, yeah, so I can tell, Sean, you're about to start work. So we'll probably wrap this up. It's the first show. Yep. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it went all right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it
2: wasn't. Well, it not bad. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for a fair show, I'd say we'll work on the audio being better. We'll, the shows will be better. But I don't feel like I should have to tell you they're going to be better. This show, it was a damn good podcast. If you don't like it. You're clearly a TNA fan, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to this unless you're just fans of us, so if you're a TNA fan, you can't criticise our show. It was a nice show, I enjoyed it, we reviewed the show, I hated this pay-per-view overall, I thought it was terrible. Um, what are you doing today, Sean? Are you working?
2: Yeah, working today. I'm
1: going to start working, working about today, yeah. in about 10 minutes. 10 minutes, I'm going to go upstairs, buy my clothes, and I am... Up window cleaning for the next five hours. But yeah, so what's your last thing you've got to say, Sean? Anything you wanna plug, talk about? Uh no not really. Let's just hope the next show is better than this one. Uh yeah, the pay per view needs to be better. Yeah. We don't need to be better, but the pay-per-view no, needs to be better. Definitely. We've got that great that main event to look forward to, the six sides of steel. So that's it. Do you wanna say bye to everyone Sean? Yep.
2: Yeah. See you guys. See you next week.
1: Yep, so that's it the first show of the impact zone podcast is over we've reviewed tna victory roll 2004 we hope you've enjoyed the show follow me on twitter at wrestle newspaper just search wrestling newspaper podcast to find us search sean on twitter impact zone podcast t the twitter handle i think is tna impact underscore pod follow us Give this podcast a five-star rating. Subscribe, share the podcast. We're here for the long haul until one of us quits if the TNA shows get that bad. Tune in. We're on the start of a journey. I hope you've enjoyed the show. I'm Daniel. I'm a guest host. See you later, Sean. Have a good day, mate. See you guys. Let me have a swig of me coffee. Right, right we'll go in a sec. Give me two seconds. Yeah. <clears throat> Hello, I'm well, welcome. Oh, fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, fuck <laughs> <up. laughs> oh, now. <fucking up. laughs>